What's up, Penn Nation? You're now tuned in to yet another edition of BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice. And as always, I'm your host, Jay Kinch. Pleasure to be here with you each and every week. Big mahalo and aloha for everybody tuning in. The show would not be possible without all of you fine patrons. Tonight, Penn Nation, you guys are in for a real treat, in particular with our second guest of the evening. But before I give you guys tonight's lineup, first, as I tell you every single week, you guys know what's up. Your home for MMA news is BJPenn.com. Our team is always hard at work to bring you guys the most reliable information, all the breaking news, tons of exclusive content, the viral videos, what's happening in the sport. If it's newsworthy, we've got it. Make sure you bookmark us, BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news. Make sure you guys follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google+. Set up alerts. Stay up to date on the sport. Everything you crave from the sport you love, BJPenn.com. We have got you covered, guys. So, getting back to tonight's lineup. First up, we're going to kick things off with an up-and-coming prospect of just 22 years of age who is 11-1 in his mixed martial arts career, 2-0 in the UFC. Very impressive. He's got a fight coming up at UFC 227. Of course, I'm talking about Ricardo Hamos. We're going to preview his fight with Kyung Ho Kang, talk about the matchup, learn a little bit about Ricardo, where he comes from, how he got into martial arts. Believe it or not, he made his professional debut at just 16 years of age. So while he is only 22, he's got a lot of experience in this game. Definitely a guy to keep your eyes on going forward. Future champion potential. A ton of skills inside the cage. Very marketable outside of the cage. The future is very bright for Ricardo, and it was a pleasure to speak with him tonight. So that's our first guest. Our second guest is the big treat I was telling you guys about. The New York badass himself, the best ever, Phil Baroni joins the show yet again to talk about this huge announcement of Phil competing against Chris Lieben. Chris Lieben coming out of retirement to fight Phil Baroni in bare-knuckle boxing. Now, when this fight was announced, it took the MMA community by surprise. There was immediate concern displayed for the health and well-being of Chris Lieben. But I'd like to think that the majority of true combat sports fans are very excited to see these two warriors finally throw down. And for that matter, it's with no gloves, all stand-up. It's going to be something special. So Phil and I are going to discuss the process of how this fight came about. We're going to talk about the matchup against Chris Lieben. Obviously, this was a fight that could have happened a long time ago. And you're going to hear Phil discuss this. It was a fight that was being targeted a long long time ago as well. However, the fate of the MMA gods have put these two guys together now. Phil is very excited for the fight. He's fired up. He's ready to go out there and make a statement. And hopefully... This is going to be the kickstart that reignites Phil's career, and we're going to see a career resurgence from Phil Baroni. So we'll discuss the matchup at length. Phil's thoughts on Chris. Phil's thoughts on legacy. We're also going to pick his brain on the current state of mixed martial arts. And you might be surprised at who Phil Baroni would like to fight in the future. So again, great conversation with Phil. But there's a twist. He called back about two hours later, said he smoked a joint on his porch, and he wanted to talk some more. So, you're going to hear the initial interview, you're going to hear us wrap things up, and then we'll just segue right in to Phil calling me back and the roughly eight-minute conversation we had thereafter. There's going to be lots of profanity, lots of testosterone, and of course, great perspective from a guy who's fought all around the world in every organization there is. I was very happy with this interview. I hope you guys enjoy it. So, there you have it. Two guests. Two great conversations. BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice. Let's kick things off with Ricardo Hamos. Alright, Penn Nation, please welcome to the show up-and-coming bantamweight prospect in the UFC. 2-0 and with the promotion. 11-1 and in his career. At just 22 years of age, of course, I'm talking about Ricardo Hamos. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us today, Ricardo. Uh, how are you enjoying Sacramento, man? 
Oh, thanks, man. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, training with the best guys in the world, and very excited for my next fight. And yeah, that's all. Uh, ready for the show. Now you're set to take on Kyung Ho Kang at UFC 227 next Saturday. Uh, you've been training with Team Alpha Male for this one. First off, how has your camp been so far, and how beneficial has it been to move to Team Alpha Male for you personally? Yeah, I get a lot of uh, improvements on my my MMA style. Uh, I train a lot of wrestling, and yeah, I bring my coach from Brazil, my MMA coach. So uh, I'm having the the best the best uh, uh, trainers in the world for sure, and. I can't. I can't complain. How how uh, thankful I'm. Uh, I'm right now for this fight. You know, so I think it's the best uh, training camp in all of my career. So it'll be much uh, better on this fight for sure. Now, is this a permanent move for you, or is it just going to be for this training camp? Yeah, I don't know, but uh, maybe for this training camp, and uh, we we will see. The next one, but maybe I'm gonna do in Brazil, or maybe I come back here. Let's see how how everything's gonna work. Okay, fair enough. Now, give us your thoughts on uh, Kang as an opponent. You know, he's on a three-fight win streak, lots of win, wins by submission. How do you think you guys match up, in your opinion? Oh, he's a great matchup. He's a good ground fighter. Uh, I think uh, he he uh, most of his his uh, wins. Uh, it's in the ground game, but he can fight on striking too. But I'm ready for everything, training with the best guys in the world and confident on my game for, for this fight. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to uh, take this win and bring that for, to, to Brazil for sure. Now, I know you spoke with our own Drake Riggs earlier this week, and you guys talked about your ability to finish a fight. Uh, where do you think that comes from for you? You know, aside from hard work in the gym, is it creativity or just seizing an opportunity for you? So, uh, uh, like, uh, uh, I'm from BJJ, but uh, I'm always trying to improve every area in MMA. So, uh, my my in the beginning of my career, I submit uh, most of my my opponents, but I'm trying to uh, get better in everywhere. In my MMA game, so uh, I will see what uh, the fight's gonna uh, what what gonna happen on the fight, and try to submit or uh, knock out uh, uh, Kang for sure. Yeah, you know you're coming off that sensational spinning back elbow knockout. It doesn't get much better than that, right? Oh, sorry, what? You're coming off that spinning back elbow knockout. It doesn't get much better than that, right? Uh, I always try to do something better than the last time. So, yeah, I have some tricks to do on this fight and some uh, secrets. So, we, <laughs> yeah, we are, I, I always try to make the, the show and, and show for the, the fans like something new, something like uh, cool for everybody watch and say, oh, this guy, he's a showman and he, he can fight like a, uh, you know, for points, he can knock out, he can submission. So I'm trying to be complete, and I, I'm doing this very well. So that's what I, I, I I'm ready for uh, every type of fighter, you know. So and and in the the plus, I can make the show happen, you know. So that's my my wish for this fight. Right. Well, more of the same. I know the fans would certainly love that. Uh, for all of our listeners that might not be familiar with you just yet, you made your pro debut at the very young age of 16 years old in Brazil. How did you get into martial arts and subsequently get into mixed martial arts? Yeah, I started in BJJ, uh, 14 years old. And when I started uh, my pro MMA career, was just I was just trying to make money for uh because I, I I moved to the gym and started living at the gym, living at the gym uh, with uh, 15 years old. So uh, with no money, no no food, no anything. So I had to to fight pro MMA for for money. So they pay like six hundred six hundred reais. It's like two two hundred dollars, and it was a good money to eat for a month. So. 
uh, that's how I started on MMA, and then uh, I like it, like to to fight uh, like uh, punches and show my my BJJ. So that's how I I start on MMA, and then I start do that for 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 to be a for for a career, you know, to make a career, build a, uh, my career in MMA, and I get some good fights. And in one of my uh, fights on the beginning, in my third fight, they put me uh, to fight with a really huge guy on MMA. He was 12-1, I, I think so. He was like a better uh, record than me. And I was just 2-0. and And I beat this guy. And after that, I started to get only tough opponents on my career. And after I won this out of these fights, I came to U.S., and start make my my building in US. So it sounds to me like martial arts has has just been a way for way of life for you since a very young age. Oh, what? Sorry. Uh, it sounds to me like martial arts has been a way of life for you since you were very young. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. So yeah, I know, I know uh, this really well. So I'm very uh, comfortable with uh, all situations on MMA and. Yeah, I feel like uh, it's my job for all my life, for sure. We hear a lot of people talk about the benefits of getting into martial arts at a young age like you did and how that translates into fighting as a professional. You know, obviously you're always learning in this game, but do you feel like you have a big advantage over other guys your age in this sport? Uh, I think uh, my advantage is my work, not like my age or everything i think i work hard for uh make advantage so that's how i i i create the advantage on the fight uh doesn't matter how, how older my opponent is doesn't matter where he's from how who is training uh what matter on the fight is how much you work and and how much uh uh will you put on the fight you know so i put all my will every day on my training and that's how I put uh, I I do in in my in my fights. I put all my will in in the fights, and that's how I get the win. Now, when you look at the bantamweight division, it's full of talented athletes. Plenty of tough matchups for anyone in the division. I'm wondering if you feel like you're already prepared to fight some of the guys and say maybe the top 15. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm very prepared for everyone, and I'm training with tough guys right here. The uh, like Cody Garbrandt, he's he was a champ and he's gonna fight for the belt. So I'm training pretty well with these guys, and I never get scared of any opponent. So uh, yeah, I'm ready for everyone, and I'm always will be ready. And and I, I don't think I have to be afraid of anyone. Like you know, like I, I like to fight. I like what I do, and that's really fun for me. And that's why I always. Uh, when I walk in to my, my fights, I, I walk like smiling and doing like a, a, a fun moment for my life. It's it's not a, a, a bad moment. Sometimes uh, I see guys like uh, bad faces, like looking to the opponent like, oh, I'm going to kill this guy. But uh, it's not like that for me. For me, it's like fun. And the fight is the best moment in, in the, the training, you know, like it's a, it's a plus on your, your career. So... So you have to enjoy this moment. You you truly enjoy this game. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Now, I know you also mentioned to Drake that that you'd love to fight Sean O'Malley next. Uh, That would be a great fight, in my opinion. It's one that makes a lot of sense for the division. Are you hopeful that that fight can be made in the near future? Yeah, yeah, I'm focusing on on my next fight for sure, and and I have to uh, beat my next opponent, and I'm really uh, true. Uh, I will beat this guy, and then I will start to think about uh, Sean Mali. Uh, I know it's the the best way on my career, and for sure I I, I can fight with any top guys in the division. And but I think uh, Sean Mali will be the guy who gonna show show me to everyone. You know, he he started on UFC in the main event, so uh, in the in the. Uh, uh, pay-per-view you know like uh, the uh, main card yeah so, yeah yeah so i need to be I, I need fans watching my fights and like my styles my style and if they 
see that I, this is gonna really good for me and I can make a get more a better fight you know for be a champ and get the belt yeah you know give us your thoughts on what Sean has been able to do with his career so far you know he's marketed himself very well uh, he's got a big following like you were just talking about do you look at a guy like that and you know try to do something similar to build up your own brand or do you prefer to stay under the radar and, and climb the ranks no I try to be like only me and try to be uh, trust with myself uh, I think a lot of guys watch uh, Conor McGregor and try to be like him but uh, you are not Conor McGregor you are you right so you you have to be yourself you know and that's all what I try to be just be myself I can uh, copy Conor McGregor and try to be like him but uh, the truth is I'm not him you know so if you are you it's a better way to be uh, to be ac- accepted for the fans and for the everyone, you know. And when you you are you, like you 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 really tr- really uh, trust in who you are. It's a easy way to to make the people like you, you know. I think so. So yeah, that's what I I think. Uh, I I will do whatever I do to be a champ, but. Uh, be myself you know definitely definitely I, I think that this sport is all about characters we've got plenty plenty of characters in this sport and uh the fans can see if you're being fake or not so i, I agree with you 100 yeah, sure. there uh but speaking of the rankings and more specifically the title ufc 227 it's headlined by the rematch between cody garbrandt and tj dillashaw i know when you spoke to drake you, that you're picking cody uh, but what has it been like for you to be a part of a championship training camp working with Cody in the gym? Oh, that's, uh, that's amazing for my, my for experience in my career. Like training with a guy in a high level and it's it's amazing to, to have this experience. So I think I learned a lot with Cody and he always teach me a lot on the trainings. He's a really great personality. So I think uh, 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 it's uh, support me a lot uh, for this this next fight and for all my career. So I, I try to to learn the more I can, you know, to to be a better fight every day. So that's a, is a, a great experience, and I I think I I, I uh, help a lot Cody too for for this fight. So he's gonna be much better than the last one. I I'm trusting on on this. And yeah, we we will see what what gonna happen on this fight. But uh, I'm a hundred percent confident for all of my fight and trust a, a lot on Cody for this fight too. Yeah, absolutely, man. Iron sharpens iron. You know that's what we've always heard about about training partners and the the yeah. better training partners you have, it it only builds up uh, your own abilities and skills. Uh, but it, it must. Yeah, absolutely. It it must build a lot of confidence though to be in the same room as a guy like that and be able to hold your own against him. Yeah. Sorry, what? I was just saying, you know, it it must build a lot of confidence to be in the same room as him training with a guy like that and, and you know, hold yeah, your yeah. own. For sure, yeah. Uh we we're going to be together on the on the day of the event, on the week of the event, so that's that's good training camp in the same uh, uh, training for for the same fight and the same gene, you know. And we will be together in the fight, so that's will will be much more com- comfortable for both of us. So I think uh, uh, we help each other for sure. We are in the same uh, same way, you know, for the same focus, the win. Right, right. Brothers in battle, my friend. Yeah, for sure. We always have a. Uh, uh, brothers in in the battle for sure, yeah. <laughs> so assuming you get the win over Kang next weekend, you come out with no injuries, injury free. How quickly would you like to fight again, and how many times do you think you'll be fighting this year? So we, I, I will fight uh, August fourth. I think November is the best uh, date for 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 the fight again, and I I will ask for that. But uh, let's see. The last time I, I tried to get a fight soon, but they didn't give me so gave me so i will just uh ask for the fight and for november and that's how how long i, I want to fight okay 
So uh, real quick, give us some, you know, tell us about your short term term goals that you have set for yourself. Uh, do you expect to be in the conversation for the belt sometime in 2019? Oh yeah, for sure. I want, and I will, I will work. I'm, I'm work for that. So I want to be the champ and I will be the champ for sure. No matter how much time I, I will spend for, uh, I will put for working for, for this goal. But uh, I want to be the champ. I'm training for this all my life. And I, I think uh, if you don't want to, you, you want to be a UFC fighter to be, to don't be a champ, don't have like a, why you, you are uh, uh, to be a UFC fighter. I want to be the champ for sure. And I, I'm 20 years old and I can be, I have a lot of time to be a champ. And that's how I, I will work. And I think uh, I can make that next year. Right, right. You're absolutely correct, man. If you don't want to be a champion in this sport, you're probably in the wrong sport. That is for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, listen, Ricardo, uh, we greatly appreciate the time today. Just a couple more questions here for you. Uh, what's for your sure. official prediction for the fight, and what are you going to do to celebrate the win and your birthday? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my birthday will be August 1st, so the celebration will be fighting for my birthday, and... Uh, I, I I will uh, win this fight in the first round. Uh, I don't know how, but uh, I have an uppercut on my mind. And in, if uh, this fight finishing a submission, I will get his back and choke him. So that's how I'm I'm thinking and dream every day. Put it in my my in, in my dreams. His face. So every day I, I think about that. You know. So first round for sure, and uh, uppercut, striking, or uh, here naked choke and, and submission. All right, very specific, man. And I'm looking after, forward after to it. After fight, celebrating LA for sure with my California brothers. <laughs> All right, man. Very yeah. good. Very good. Uh, and in conclusion, man, any sponsor plugs or shout outs you'd like to get in before we let you go? Oh, sorry. What did you say? Uh, in conclusion, any uh, sponsor plugs? If you'd like to thank any sponsors or shout out anybody before we let you go. Uh, yeah, I don't have any sponsor for now. Uh, only my team, uh, Paradigm, my management, my management team. So I have to say thank for these guys. They are working very good for me. We just started working together. So they are uh, making a really good work with me in a short time. And I know how the, the best things are going to be uh, soon. Yeah, for sure. Paradigm is, is one hell of a management team. You're definitely with the right guys when it comes to that. All right, listen, it's been a pleasure to speak with you, Ricardo. We'll have to catch up again after the big win. Happy birthday next week, my friend, and good luck in the fight. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate you guys for trying to understand my English, and I will proxy and learn more to talk with you better. Thank you, guys. Hey, listen, I'll tell you what, man. You, you do you do pretty damn well considering a lot of the people I speak with. So keep oh, up the good work, so man. Thanks, thanks. All I right, buddy. Fast. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye. Close. Close. Now, you guys hear how great his English already is. Imagine him improving on that. Only evolving as a martial artist. 22 years old undefeated in the UFC, truly, 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 guys. A lot of star power potential with Ricardo Ramos. Very much looking forward to this fight against Kyung Ho Kang at UFC 227. Make sure you guys tune in, give him some love and support, and let's see what the future holds for this promising young talent. But let's waste no time. I'm your host, Jay Kinch. This is BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice. Coming up next... A conversation of epic proportions with the New York badass, the best ever, Phil Baroni. Penn Nation, please welcome back to the back to the show a man who's fought all over the world for damn near every major organization there is, widely known as the best ever, the New York badass himself, Phil Baroni. Thanks as always for taking the time to speak with us today, Phil. What's the good word with you, man? Aloha, motherfuckers. What's up, man? I'm cruising. <laughs> Aloha, motherfuckers. That's awesome. Uh, 
before we jump into things, man, I just wanted to, to go back to our brief conversation we had yesterday when we were setting up this interview. Uh, first off, did you end up getting a hold of any Paz? Yes. I spoke to him, and uh, he's going to corner me. He's going to come to the fight. That is tremendous. So, Paz. I, grew, I, grew, I, grew, I grew up watching the Paz Mini and Devil. You know what I mean? I, I emulated him a lot with the robe and the entrances and stuff. You know, I, mean, I, was always a, I was always a boxer first. Even though I wrestled through college, I was always boxing as a kid. I always wanted to be a boxer. So, interesting. So he will be cornering you for yeah. you for this fight. You had mentioned he cornered you before. I'm wondering uh, which fights were that was that for, and how did you guys cross paths? I think I think Evan Tanner. I think Tanner twice. Ah, we we just crossed paths, and I was always I was always a fan. So man, I asked him to walk me out and corner me, and then he came to. I think he came to two or three fights, even outside DFC. You know, we just maintained a good friendship, you know. He's a good friend of mine. Whenever he's in Vegas, we hang out. The drink is five times wine. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. Well, like I said yesterday, you know, he's had his ups and downs just like anyone. Uh, but he's still really beloved in Rhode Island. And, and for sure, I think uh, the movie about him still told his story pretty well. Uh, but speaking of great stories in combat sports, man, yours has to be on that conversation as well. It's still ongoing. This fight with Chris Lieben and bare knuckle boxing—that uh, was not only a shocker to the MMA community, but I—I I feel like people have really had a positive response to it. Would you agree? Yeah, man, it's a big fight, man. It's—it's it's a good fight. Two strong guys that that that, that you know get, get in there and mix it up that aren't afraid to trade punches and are exciting. I mean, it's a good fight. It's a fight that should have happened in the UFC, you know, a long time ago, and now it's going to happen in bare knuckle. You know, and that's that's the fight people want to see. Me and Chris Lee standing up, trading punches. You know what I mean? That's the fight everybody everybody wants to see, and that's the fight that's going to happen. Now, the last time we spoke, this was, I, I want to say, over a year ago, you were looking for a fight in any of the big promotions. I know you did have the fight with the 24-second knockout, but how did you end up signing the deal with uh, WBKFF, and uh, how did this how did this deal get made? Well, you know, we, we, we spoke in the past, and they, and they wanted me to have and have a couple fights, but you know, it didn't interest me. I'm, I'm an MMA fighter, and I wanted to have a you know a big MMA fight. I just wanted King of the Cage, and I, you know, I wanted I wanted to go on to one of the bigger shows, but but then they threw Chris Lieben at me, and, 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 and that was a fight I couldn't turn down. You know, I couldn't turn that fight down. It's a good fight. I think everybody's going to, I think it's a great fight. I mean, I mean, I think everybody's going to want to see that fight. Everybody knows us. Everybody knows, you know, we don't fuck around, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough fight. And, you know, I'm a serious motherfucker, and, and Chris is a tough guy, and uh, people are going to, people are going to enjoy this fight, man. It's a fight I think, I think the MMA community wanted to see for a long time. Absolutely, I agree with you. That was something I was going to get to here in a moment. But uh, did they initially? So they initially offered you other matchups, but when when Lieben crossed the table, that was the one that you definitely jumped at. Yeah, I mean, you know, what I mean, I, I don't want to fight nobodies or or, or, or or you know up and coming dudes or whatever. I want to I want to fight I want to fight you know big name guys. And Chris Lieben's a big name and a great fighter. He's had a great career. And he's a knockout artist and. Uh, you know, he's, he's a perfect matchup. I mean, DFC talked to me about this fight a long time ago when I was surprised that he just came off the silver fighter. So, so I mean, it's a, it's a fight I think people have been wondering about for a long time. You know, we both we both had some ties to Hawaii, you know, differently, but we wore some ties I fought there before. You know, he lived there. I just think it's it's a good fight. I think I think I think the whole world, you know, the whole world at least the MMA community always wanted to see this fight. Now we're going to do it, you know, the way that people wanted to see us, you know, standing in across, across from each other and, and trading punches. Yeah, you had told Chris Taylor last week uh, that this fight has been a long time in the making, as you just mentioned. Initially supposed to fight after the first season of Tough, but you ended up re-signing with Pride. It's pretty crazy how life comes full circle like this sometimes, right? Yeah, man, I started my career in the fucking Tough Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, so it's, 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 it's exactly full circle. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm training real hard. I'm going to win this fight. I'm taking it real serious. And I know Chris Lee is a dangerous guy. So, so, so that I'm training like I'm getting in there when it's a dangerous guy. I mean, it's going to be a good fight. The fuck guy comes to fight. You know, he comes to fight. He comes to trade punches. And so do I. I mean, just look at my, just look at my face. You can tell I'm a serious motherfucker. And, right. and, and leave it. And, and Lieben, 
he knows the same thing. So it's gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good fight. We're, we're gonna fucking go out there and trade punches and give the fans what they want to see. Now, is this a one and done deal for you, or could we see you competing in more bare knuckle events? You know, depending on this how this fight goes. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. You know, who knows? You know, who, who knows? Okay. Uh, I'm just co- I'm just focused on this fight. I'm not, not looking ahead. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you right. Know, if things don't go, if things don't go right, you know what the fuck are we look forward to? You know, I, I got to take care of my business. You know, Chris Lieben is a tough motherfucker. He comes to fight. He's super dangerous. He never gives up. You know, he's most dangerous when he's hurt. I mean, it's a danger. It's, it, it, it's a scary fight, and 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 that's why I signed. I wasn't gonna fight some bum or some nobody. Chris Lieben's a guy. You know, everybody knows and respects in the industry, and. uh we're going to throw it out. Yeah, man. You know, in regards to Chris as, an, as a fighter and an athlete, I think the unanimous bottom line for everybody is that, you know, he's a forged in iron scrapper, ton of heart, as you're talking about. Uh, always has been and always been very fun to watch. Uh, but that being said, you know, I assume this is the kind of matchup yeah. that, that really gets the New York. That, go ahead. Go ahead. But with that being said, so am I. Right. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Said about him, so am I. Yeah, well, I was going to say that this is the kind of matchup that really gets the New York badass excited and fired up to compete again, right? You know, I, I, I've been looking for the right fight for a long time. You know, I don't want to fight, you know, bums or, or nobody. That, you know, I, I wanted, I, you know, in MMA, I want Vito Belfort next. You know, in, in, in boxing, bare knuckle, there, there's nobody tougher than Chris Lieben. I mean, who, who can you who can you think of Toughening Chris Liebman to fight in the bare knuckle fight. I mean, the guy is a fucking cement cinder block head. He fucking hits like a ton of bricks. I mean, that's a, that's a dangerous, scary motherfucker. And that's why, you know, it piqued my interest. Same thing with like a Vito Belfort, you know. Not, not the bitch Belfort that everyone's beating up. I want the TRT Belfort when he comes back. <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want big fights, tough fights. You know, fights that matter against guys that matter. Yeah, and I mean, at this stage in your career, that's that's the only things that make sense for you, right? I mean, get the big matchups, maybe uh, big paydays, but fights that mean a lot for your legacy at this point, right? Yeah, but that legacy shit, legacy shit is out the window. That's a bunch of shit, you know what I mean? Well, when you're done, no, no, nobody remembers you. you know? no, nobody's talking about Sugar Ray Leonard anymore. They're, they're great fighters, Olympians and stuff that, that nobody talks about. When, when you're done... You're done and it's over. So, so that's why I'm still going. You know what I mean? I don't want to be done. Why am I old? Well, I love, I love this shit. You know what I mean? That's why. Yeah, some guys are just born to do it, man. I got, yeah, I, I got a degree. I could, I could do a million things right now. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to. I, I want to fight. So, so this is a perfect fight and a big opportunity and, and uh, on the big stage. And I think a lot of people are going to tune in. I always wanted to see this fight, and I believe. You know, it's going to help put BKB over. I mean, what, what fight What fight would be bigger than Phil Baroni, Chris Lieben, Darren Uncle? I, I can't think of any. I know, that that's a tough one. That's a tough one, man. I agree with you 100%. But, uh, you know, you mentioned some stuff about the career. I kind of wanted to touch on that a bit more later. But in regards to getting ready for a bare knuckle match, you know, what changes when it comes to preparation for a fight like this? Obviously, you can't spar bare knuckle, but there's a different dy- dynamic with the cut damage and the possibility of breaking your hands. So, what's your camp going to look like for this one? You know, that's the thing. It's almost like the UFC when I got in at UFC 30. Nobody knew what to do. Nobody knew, you know, the, the, the formula. Right now, it's so easy to be a UFC fighter. You just you just plug into any gym. You do jujitsu, you do Muay Thai, you box, and you wrestle, you know, and that's it. When, when I was in UFC, nobody knew what the fuck to do. Nobody knew what what the best way to fight was, what you needed to train, what you didn't need to train. You know, back in the day, spin shit didn't work, and, right. and, and jumping shit didn't work, and, and, and the submission, it was just a completely, it was a completely different game. It's, it's the same thing with BKB. You know, I'm a pioneer, I'm a pioneer of the UFC, I was a pioneer and a tough man. And now, and now, and now, and now the bare knuckle. I mean, we're, we're gonna fucking find out. Can I throw as hard as I as hard as I as I throw with, when I'm wrapped up with, with, with MMA gloves on? I'm not sure. Am I gonna? Yes, I'm gonna. We're, we're <laughs> gonna find out. Can, can he take my punches? No, nobody can. 
Do I feel confident I win this fight? Yes. Why? Because I'm faster. I'm going to hit him first and harder. And nobody can take my punches. I mean, that's what I believe. And, that, and that's why I believe, you know, after this fight, if, if, if the champion, you know, Tommy Gunn wants to fight anybody, I, I believe I'm made, I'm made for this. Nobody's going to be able to take my punches, bare knuckle, and I'm fast and I'm strong and I'm in great shape. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to get in there. Yeah, definitely compliments the style that you've had over the years uh, for sure. But, uh, you know, in regards to the damage and, and, you know, Chris has taken a ton of damage over the years. I saw that some people on social media were expressing concerns for him coming back. Uh, however, he, he's been away from competition for like five years. I feel like that's a good amount of time to, to get ready for a comeback, right? I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's, you know, he's healed up. I mean, I heard he's in uh, San Diego training. There's a lot of good guys in San Diego. There's a lot of good. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of good stuff in Mexico. I mean, he, you know, I, I I expect him to come big and strong and at his best and be, and be ready and be ready to throw it out. And that's how I'm coming. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a fucking fight. You know what I mean, if you if you want to see a fucking fight, and two guys that don't step backwards, that 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 you know. That, that throw with bad intentions is the fight. Is the fight to see, and and the fight how everybody likes to see fights on the feet, you know. So there's nothing there's nothing realer and rawer than this. We'd be two fucking dudes that have been you know ma- making a living and a life for ourselves, kicking ass, and now we're gonna take the gloves off and we're gonna fucking only be able to stand up. We're just gonna fucking trade. We're gonna see who's the fucking see see, see who see who's standing at the end. And and I and I'm confident it's going to be me. Now, get, getting back to like we were just talking about in regards to legacy, I know you said that the, these things don't really matter anymore, but I know no, you and I. It's a bunch of bullshit. It's, it's a bunch of bullshit. Guys, are, you know, people talking to try and get guys to take fight legacy. When you're done, nobody knows. Nobody remembers. You remember Rich Franklin, the school teacher? I mean, who gives a fuck? You know about that middleweight champion? He, he he's not in the picture anymore. When you're done, you're done. So, so if you want to stay in the game, you got to be fighting. You got to be active. Well, no, I was ahead. just gonna say this. This kind of goes along with the stuff with Chris, and like you're saying, you and I discussed this before. Uh, you know, I understand people's genuine concern for the health and well-being of combat athletes, but at the end of the day, man, you guys have earned the right to go out on yeah, your I'm, own I'm terms. Little, you know? Yeah, we're grown. We're grown. Man, dude, if I want to jump out of a fucking plane, I can jump out of a fucking plane. I want to go surf some fucking giant waves in Hawaii. I can do that. Odds are I'm going to fucking die doing that. You know, I can fucking go ski down the giant mountain. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Odds are in a fight, I'm not going to die because I've been, you know, training my whole life to fucking protect myself. I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking killer. I'm a black belt and everything. I'm a fucking... You know what I mean? I'm a fucking samurai. So is Chris Lieben. And what we've been doing this our whole lives. Suck a dick. You know what I mean? If you don't think we should be fighting. Suck a dick. You know, it's all life. <laughs> I agree, I, man. I, I agree. That, no, that, that, and that's I mean, the same train you know of what? thought I come from with that. You know, it's you guys should be you able to what? do what you want, you know? Yeah, you, you know what? When I grew up, I knew fighting wasn't good for me. You know what I mean? After I finished college, I knew fighting was good for me. And I just kept doing it. I fucking, I, I, I'm a fighter. You mean you are or you aren't. And, and that's the bottom line. And you got one life. And some dildo fucking commission and jerk. I mean, did you ever see the fucking last Rocky? I mean, what the fuck? A fighter should be allowed to fight these fucking scumbag commissioners and jerk off promoters. It's just a bunch of bullshit. I mean, it, I mean, right, and, not, and 9 out of 10 of them have never fought a day in their life either, so... A lot of fucking scumbags, so it's all political, it's, it's a bunch of bullshit. The best fighters aren't the ones fighting on TV always, you know, those are the guys that can, you know, play by the rules and suck the, suck the best dick. Well, you know, kind of staying with what you're talking about here, we see a lot of athletes in combat sports today, but there aren't too many true purebred fighters like yourself left. Yeah, I mean, there's not that. The reason there was only you know thirty thirty guys in prize because that's how many tough motherfuckers there are in the world. It didn't it didn't fucking change. Right. I mean, there's a lot of good athletes. Anyone can learn the moves. You know, anyone can learn the moves. That's it's not about the moves. You know what I mean? It's it's about the fighting spirit, and I, and I believe that's why you know 
Chris Lieben has always had a ton of fans. He never, he, you know, he never gives up. He never backs down. He comes back from the brink of defeat, and, and, and I, I'm the same way. You know, I'm, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to fight to the end, and that's what the fans like. And a lot of these athletes nowadays don't do that. So why do people want to see me and Chris Lieben fight? That's why they've seen us out there before. They've seen the blood, sweat, tears, the fuck guts. The determination, the persistent perseverance that we've explained, and, and that's what I want to see is you know, we're two fighters that, that that are real fucking fighters. You know I mean, you hear Dana White talking, you want to be a fighter. Well, well, motherfucker, of course we want to be fighters. We're real fucking fighters. We're still doing it. For sure, man. For sure. Anybody that knows this sport or knows you guys know that this matchup is going to be absolute fireworks from the opening bell. Uh, but changing gears here for a moment, you know, being that you've been a household name and mixed martial arts for so many years, and as I mentioned earlier, you fought everywhere. Uh, I think you'd have an interesting perspective when it comes to the current state of mixed martial arts. You know, pay-per-view buys have been down for the UFC. Money fights are being made all the time. Bellator and PFL, they're gaining some steam. Other promotions are uh, beginning to build up a bit as well. What's Phil Baroni's take on things? You know, where does the sport need to go, in your opinion, and what needs to change, if anything? I mean, I mean... That's a good question. I don't fucking know. <laughs> what is the question? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, what is the question? I guess uh, it, I mean, it, it, a, lot, a lot of promotions do good. I mean, people like to watch fights. People like to watch fights. You know, people people want to see who's the strongest. I mean, it's as simple as that. You know, people want to see who who's the strongest. And uh, and and, and I mean. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure the question again, man. Well, I guess, I, I, I guess what I'm asking you is when you look at the sport, you know, having been in it for for such a long time and knowing that, you know, numbers are kind of dwindling in the U.S., I mean, what, what do you think needs to change? What what could make this sport better and keep moving forward? The, the UFC's got to do what Pride's got to do. They keep recycling all these motherfuckers in and out, guys. Just, you know, the fans can't, can't, can't get familiar with fighters. Uh, you know, Guy loses, you want to see him come back. You don't want to see him come back, if, you know. You, you, you want to see his comeback fights. You, you got to have, they should pick their guys and promote them. I mean, the, the, the UFC is the management, the, the promoter, the, they're everything. You know what I mean? They, they, they're the sport. But they, they, they got, it's a hard question. They got, they got to pick the team. They got to pick a few guys, promote those guys, and, and, and people can, you know, want to follow them, guys that they like it, and follow the story. You know what I mean? Right, you're, no, you're absolutely. And a, guy loses, and a guy loses in the UFC, you don't see him again. You hear he won three fights, and, and now he's back two years later. I mean, you're not familiar with him. But if he had those fights in the UFC, you know what I mean? You you, you would watch his comeback. You would watch him grow, and you'd be more invested. And that, that's what it is. The, the, the fighters, it's hard to get invested in they're in and out of it. There's new guys all the time. I mean, the best guys stick around, but I just think that they rotate fighters too much. You can't really know the story. How can you get behind somebody you've only seen fight once or twice? No, you're absolutely right. There's also there's also the oversaturation problem too, right? I mean, there's fights every weekend. You can't even keep track of this sport anymore. Yeah, that, 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 that too. I mean, it's getting like Tuesday night fights when I was a kid growing up. Tuesday night fights and Thursday night fights on ES. I think ESPN on USA Network. You know, you don't know who's fighting. I mean, you, you put on the channel and you watch two guys box. It's the same thing. You, you don't. You have no idea who's fighting. You see, there's too many guys. There's just too many new fighters. Right. Too, too too many people to try to tell the story for each of them. And I agree with you. It'd be it'd be a good idea to try to. Because I always say that this this sport is all about the characters. You know, that's what people like to get behind. That's what they love. And and the more that the fans know about each and every one of you, the better off everybody is at the end of the day. Uh, but you know, moving on from exactly. there, go, go ahead. Exactly. That's why, exactly. That's why this fight with me and Chris Lee is huge. The, the, the fans know us over the years. They know our stories. They, they know where we've been upside down and they can be behind us. That's why it's a big fight. I mean, who, who the fuck wants to watch, you know, if, if, if you watch me and Chris Lee been fighting each other 15 years ago, you know, in our second fight, you wouldn't know nothing about it. It would just be another fight. So, so, so you can't be invested. I'm sure there's a lot of guys like me and Chris Lee that knock each other out in UFC nowadays, but you can't be invested in them. You don't know about them. I mean, we have a past and a history. You, you can look us up and see all that we've done and accomplished and, and what we've, you know, what we've come back from. 
For sure. For sure, man. I, I agree with you. I think that, uh, like I said, I mean, any any real fan of the sport and mixed martial arts knows how big this matchup is and, like you said, knows the story uh, behind both you guys. But it sounds to me like you really feel like this is happening at the right time. I mean, fuck yeah, I'm training. I'm, I'm in great shape. You know, I was trying to get to... I was trying to get some May fights, and I got this call. And I was just interested on the first one. And when they said the second one, and they, they mentioned Chris Lieben, you know, I, I, I signed the contract immediately. Right. So, so, so I, I mean, I, this fight intrigues me. It's just a good fight. It, it's a good fight. I mean, I've really been working on my wrestling and my ground. I've been, I've been working on I couldn't wait to get back into MMA. But now I have to go back to, you know, what, what, what got me to the dance, and that's boxing Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I know you're not looking past Lieben at all. You said you're focused on this fight, but what's next after this war, man? Do you still want to compete in mixed martial arts? I know you, you mentioned Vitor Belfort's name. Do you have any idea what promotion you'd be looking at? or uh, you know? I, I don't know. I don't know. I just want to put that out there. If anyone wants to sign that motherfucker, TRT version, I'm sure nobody wants to fight him or whatever. I'm, I'm the first one. Put my name down first. You know what I mean? I got my hand raised. You know, I want to fight. I want, I want to fight the best. I, I, I know I can still compete. I had hiccups, so, so, some bad fights, you know what I mean? But I, I still feel I can fucking, you know, compete with, with, with the top, top echelon of fighters. You still want the fight with Joe and Schilling? I, oh, I would smash him. You know, I think I'll knock him right the fuck out. I mean, that, that, that could be a BKB fight, too. That could be a BKB fight, too. Uh, I would smash that kid. Yeah, that would be an easy fight. I mean, the sport is fucking political. It's so fucked up. How can that motherfucker be getting fights to Bellator and not me? I mean, what sense does that make? You know, obviously, somebody has a hard-on for me, Bellator. Obviously. I mean, there's no other reason. I mean, who, 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 why is the PFL, why is the PFL tanking right now? I mean, that's what I heard. Why is it tanking? Because me and Chris Lieben aren't the main event. Even if he didn't want us on teams or whatever the bullshit is that they have going on there, even if he, even if he didn't want to do that, if he just promoted us as the main event and showed the rest of the guys, uh, you know, under that, it would, it would be it would be a draw. Yeah, I mean, man, I so think... Don't tell, me, don't tell me if the PFL next two weeks from now had me versus Lieben, everyone would watch it. Would you watch it? I think Of course, of course, of course. Nobody knows these motherfuckers. I don't want to watch... Tuesday night fights or, or Thursday night fights in boxing. You don't know the guys. You aren't invested in them. Maybe right. We've had long careers with great fighters. You know, I mean, I mean, everyone's seen our ups and downs. And I just believe, you know, the people are invested in us, they either like us or, or they don't. Yeah, I think and the PFL has a, right. I think the PFL has a great format, but they're definitely missing the star power, stars. right? I, yeah, the, stars, yeah, yeah. That that's what they need to to keep that ball rolling. I mean, we'll see what happens in the future. Maybe after the season, you know, people see fighters yeah. get paid a million bucks and they get some bigger names. But for the time yeah, being, you know, why, it's that's, a, why want, that's why I want to be that motherfucker. I I know I could win that shit. I deserve a million bucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely. Who, 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 would, who would be, I mean, just say me and Lieber that motherfucker. What would be a better story than me and Lieber winning a million bucks finally? That'd finally, be awesome. All the fucking trials and tribulations we did, all the fucking ups and downs, fighting all over the world. Pride, 1FC. I fought all over the fucking world. I, I fought the best, you know, for the last fucking 20 years. How, how nice would it be to fucking walk off into the sun with a million dollar check? Fucking really nice. Absolutely. You know I mean? Who would appreciate it more? Me and some 24-year-old fucking jerk-off from Brazil. You know what I mean? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Me. I appreciate it more. <laughs> no, you're, you're damn straight, man. I mean, who would be more deserving than you and Chris? And who would the fucking fans be behind, root behind? You know what I mean? Who would the fans be root behind? I'm sure even the motherfuckers that, that hated me in my whole career would fucking see me out there and be like, oh, that motherfucker never gave up. He kept fighting. You know what I mean? And that's why I'm in the BKB. And that's why I accepted the fight Chris Lee because, I mean, whatever, I heard he was in a, he had a little trouble getting a fight too. So, so we're in the same boat. So, so I owe him a fight. You know what I mean? It's not just, I'm, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to fucking try and take his fucking head off and get him the fuck out of there. And, and, and I know he's going to do the same, but I respect him. And, 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 and it's going to be a fucking, it's going to be a fucking fight. And, 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 I, and, I, and I signed this fight because I know he deserves it. I know he signed with Bellator and some bullshit happened. And, and, I, and I know he deserves. I know he deserves a big fight, and I, know, and I know he deserves a place to showcase his skills. Unfortunately, it's against me. 
But that's why I started to fight. I agree with you, man. You guys are both deserving of, of another opportunity in the in the spotlight, and I'm certainly looking forward to the fight. Uh, listen, Phil, you've been more than generous with your time. As always, I greatly appreciate it. Just a couple more questions here for you. Uh, getting back to October 20th, man, what's your prediction for the fight, aside from it being a war, and why does everybody need to make sure they fucking tune in? No, it's not going to be a war. I'm going to knock him right the fuck out. It's going to be me, me devastating him. I'm a fucking real good boxer. I mean, I'm a real good boxer. I have fast hands. I hit fucking hard. I fucking I have good defense. I mean, I, I just really think it's going to be a, a, a fucking, you know, a showcase fight for me. And, and, and I'm great against lefties. I mean, I mean, watch me fight. You, every lefty I've ever fought, I knocked out. I, I'm real good against lefties. It's, it's a perfect matchup for me. And uh, I, I just think I'm going to showcase my ability and get him out of there. I mean, I, I'm I think I know he's dangerous. I know he's dangerous, but he cannot take my punches. Nobody can take my punches, especially bare knuckle. Nobody can take my shots, bare knuckle. So, I mean that—that's the fight. You know, if you want to tune in, can fucking leave to take my shots. I'm saying right now, no. Maybe the leaving fans think he can, but I'm saying there's no way. So, so that's the fight. Because everybody knows I'm fast and I hit hard. And I'm gonna get to him first, and uh, we'll see what happens. All right, very much looking forward to it, October 20th. Uh, in conclusion, man, the floor is yours. Anything anything else you want to get off your chest or sponsor plugs or shout-outs or anything like that? Nah, man. You know, fuck, man. Buy a fucking future register. I own the fucking company. My partner's, you know, me, me and my partner, Paul and Alan, actually, we put this together. He's going to be announced. He's going to be the broadcaster on this fight. Me, Paul, and Frankie, we, uh, you know, we have this company, Future Legend. We're out of New York. You know, support the brand. Support the brand. So what is it, futurelegend.com, or how do they buy some T-shirts? Yes, sir. Futurelegend.com. Yes. All right, very good. Very good. All right, again, man, I greatly appreciate the time, Phil. Always a pleasure. Always a great conversation. We'll have to catch up again when the fight gets closer. Uh, you have a great day, brother. Yo, yep. take it easy, man. All right, so, Phil, you wanted to have one last word? Yeah, man. But like, for me, it's kind of, it's kind of like, I, I can't explain it. I was, I was outside smoking a joint. I was thinking about it like, like full circle, man. But like, I'm, I'm back where I was before. You know, I had, a, I had, a, I had an MMA fight. I won by knockout fast, and then I found, and then, uh, and then I found myself in the tough man, and uh. And I just, and I just, and I found myself in the UFC. It's kind of, it's kind of, I kind of put myself in, in a similar situation when, as I was when I, when I was in the tough man. But, but, but what, I, what, I, what, I, what I wanted to say is that I fucking, oh, I want this fight bad. It's a great fight. I'm so happy. I appreciate that it happened. And, and the promotion has the balls to put this fight on. I, you know what I mean? Fight is a fighter. No matter what, and if a fighter wants to fight for real, he's gonna fight, and he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna at all costs and under any circumstance to do what it takes to, to, to fight. Whether it's fucking move to Thailand or or it's or it's uh, you know, and just and, and just and just fight. Keep fighting. Fighters gonna fight, man. And uh, man, fuck it, bro. No, no. Well, it, it sounds like it sounds like with the full circle thing we were talking about. It it seems like you're you're drawing comparisons to the early stages of your career. Yeah, I, I, that's what I feel like, man. I was just sitting out there thinking. I'm like, man, I, I'm in the same position I was when I when I when I, when I, when I was fucking. You know, when when I was a kid, when when, when I was 20 years old, and I, and I was out of college, and I didn't want to fucking. I didn't want to fucking get a job, and I and I, and I, and I, and I just fell into the fighting, and, I, and it just happened again. You know what I mean? I, I put myself in this situation. It's just that, man. A, a fight is gonna fight no matter what. You're gonna find a way. In the thing you're gonna fight, and, and, and under any circumstance, you're gonna you're gonna find a way to do it. If, if you don't want to fight, you're not gonna fight. Man, I fucking forgot what I was gonna say, bro, but. Something good, my man. <laughs> no, <laughs> no problem, no problem. So, uh, like, man, are, are you feeling? I can't, I can't 
can't fucking explain it. I can't explain it. But, I mean, man. You, you feel like, do you feel like... You're going to the... find a fucking way. You're going you're to find a way. And, 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 and you're going gonna to find a way. And it will come to you. I, I don't know, man. I can't really think of what you're going to say. Well, maybe you can be getting back on Well, I, I was going to say, do, do you feel like this opportunity that's coming up with this bare-knuckle boxing, you know, you're drawing the similarities to earlier in your career... Do you feel like this is the opportunity for the resurgence of, of Phil Baroni for the you know the tail end of your career to get those big fights that you've been looking for? And, but maybe it's going to be maybe it's going to be a bare knuckle man. Maybe it's going to be a BKB. You know, but maybe it's going to stay right there. Right. You know, maybe maybe that's where I fight Bell for. Maybe I maybe I'm the BKB champion. I don't I, I don't know. I just can't believe honestly that I'm here right now. You know, what I mean, I've been training for MMA and jujitsu. I really had no interest. I turned down the first. I turned down the first BKB fight. I don't want to fucking. I don't want to fight fucking Baron Uncle. But when I, when it gave me Chris leaving, you know what I mean? It, yeah. That's the fucking fight. Yeah, no I mean, brainer. I got it. No I, brainer. I, I can't turn that fight down. I can't turn that fight down. That's a real fight. And, and I'm not gonna. And, and nobody wants to see me fucking take him down and us fight on the ground anyway. So we're gonna have to go out there and trade. So why not just fucking take the gloves off? You know, fuck it. We're going to go out there, we're going to trade, we're going to meet in the middle of the ring, fuck it. Let's just take off the fucking gloves then, you know? So you, that, that, that's what it is. So you went out back. That's you, what this you, fight is. Right. So, so you fuck went out back. You no, went no, out no, back. This, this is what the fight is, bro. People want to see who's going to fucking win in this fucking, in, in this fucking, in this throwdown. And if it was MMA, maybe one of us would think about the takedown. But right now, there's no fucking takedown. It's not a fucking option. It's not an option. The gloves are fucking off. There's no fucking wrestling. We're gonna have to go in there and have to fucking trade punches. We're gonna see who can fucking. We're gonna see who's left standing. It's not gonna be a fucking decision. Everybody knows that. I mean, I'm looking to get him out of there. You know, in, in the, my first barrage of punches. I mean, I I don't think anybody in the world can take my punches. I'm too fast. I hit too hard. And and, and maybe this is made for me. Maybe it's full circle for the tough man. That's what I was fucking thinking about. I'm going to fucking be the BKB world fucking champion and win that fucking title. I always wanted to be a fucking boxer. There's just no fucking scholarships for fucking boxing when I was a kid. Right. And you fucking, I had to go to college and I, and I fucking wrestled. And then I fucking got in the UFC, but I wanted to fucking box. I couldn't get no fucking fights. I mean, I had, I had like 10 kickboxing fights and like seven, I had like 17 boxing fights, but I never lost. But it's hard to get the fucking fights. Whatever, man. I don't know. I'm gonna fucking beat fucking Chris Levin, bro. I'm gonna beat Chris <laughs> Levin. I'm gonna fucking knock him out. I'm gonna knock him out in the first round. I mean, not no no disrespect. You know, I I I came on here with detention. The guy's a tough guy. You know, thank you, thank you for taking the fight. It's a big fight now. You know, because you're because you're, you're in it. And, and and fucking be ready, bro. Cause I'm, I'm coming hard. I'm gonna fucking take you out. I mean, that's it, and and, 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 you're gonna, and and people who tune in are gonna tune to see that. Can I fucking take him out, or is he gonna take me out? But I'm telling you right now, I'm taking him the fuck out. I'm taking him out in the first fucking combination I hit him with, going down. All right, man. Well, listen. It sounds like you're real fired up, and 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 I, I'm very much looking forward to this fight. It sounds to me like you were outside puffing a joint, and then you realized like how surreal this feeling is for you. Yeah, that's what it was, bro. You hit him right in the head. Right. <laughs> I'm going to fight the toughest motherfucker you can you, you can pick to fight bare knuckle, you know, in a couple weeks in fucking high altitude. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I'm, 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 I'm going to fight the fucking the worst the worst fucking guy you can ask to fight the toughest motherfucker besides myself. Besides myself, because I'm faster, I'm stronger, I hit harder, and I'm more skilled, and I, and I have to prove it. You know, I'm gonna, I'm, and, and that's where we'll fight. Because I think I'm going to beat him, and he obviously thinks he's going to beat me. And it's been, it's been a long time coming, you know? Which it's a crazy is, journey, right? Real fucking what? It's a crazy journey, that this fight game, right? It's a crazy journey, especially for us to me right here, man. Especially for us to me right here. But, but I'm not ready to get off the fucking ride. I mean, that's what I'm fighting for. I fucking gave up a lot of shit to be in the position I am right now. I mean, I can easily, I can easily done a lot of things differently. You know what I mean? I, I, I had a fucking, I didn't have to fight anymore. You know, I was set up. I, I was okay. I had a good wife. Everything. I was good. 
but I, I'm a fighter. I want to fight, and nothing's going to fucking stop me from doing it. And, and, and now I have an opportunity, and, and it's a fucking big fight and a real fight. I can't wait for it. And you fucking shit fucking miss it. If you're a fucking fight fan, this is a fight you wanted to fucking see for a long time. It's going to fucking finally happen. And how you want to see it happen? Standing in, in, in the fucking middle of the fucking ring. We're not even going to fucking have gloves, bro. We're not even going to fucking wear gloves. That's how fucking hardcore this fight's going to be. <laughs> Without a doubt, man. Like I said earlier, if, if you have a pulse, this is a fight that you want to see. And I certainly can't wait for it, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, not, not not a problem. Anytime you want to come on, man, just just hit us up. More than a pleasure. All right, man. Thank you. Goodbye. All right, buddy. Later. Can I just tell you guys that in my entire career of interviewing fighters, I had a lot of fun with that one. And then for him to call back, say he puffed a joint, then kind of forget the direction he was going with with the conversation, then it all comes back around. Thank you very much, Phil, for an awesome, awesome interview. Looking forward to the next one, buddy. I hope you guys enjoyed that truly as much as I did. But that's it for us tonight, guys. BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice. I'm your host, Jay Kinch. On behalf of the whole team at BJPenn.com, thank you guys very much for always coming to the site, listening to the show, and being a part of Penn Nation. Like I said earlier, make sure you bookmark us, follow us on social media, Bookmark us at bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. Stay up to date on the sports you love of mixed martial arts. Again, on behalf of the whole team, mahalo everybody. Peace out. We'll catch you next week.